Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The physical elements of the bread and the wine of Holy Communion or the water of Holy Baptism often reinforce and verify how real the good news of Jesus is. Well, today on Good Friday, we confront with almost blunt force the actual bloody instrument on which our Lord and Savior Jesus died. That is, the wood of His cross. This is the next promised treasure for us to share today. The altar is stripped. The pyramids are taken down. Everything is a simple and dark reminder that God's own Son, Jesus, has died. What better reminder of His death for you is there today than a wooden cross? The cross of Christ reveals the Father's heartfelt love for the world. He who did not spare His one and only Son as your substitute, as my substitute. Even Abraham did not have to sacrifice his own son, Isaac, since God provided a ram in the thicket to be sacrificed. But now the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, lovingly dies in your place. It makes me think of the hymn, In the Cross of Christ I Glory, hymn 427. Take a look at the words for verse 1. In the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time, all the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime. The wooden cross that was used has its own biblical history. In fact, wood is often used to rescue, sweeten, and raise up in the Bible. In Genesis, you may remember, God placed two large wooden figures in the Garden of Eden. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to test Adam and Eve. Noah later used gopher wood to build the ark that buoyed his family above the waters that drowned the entire world. After Moses led Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea, he threw a piece of wood into the bitter waters of Marah to sweeten them for Israel to drink. And much later, in the times of the kings of Israel, the prophet Elisha cut a wooden stick and threw it into the Jordan River to raise up an iron axe head, which had been mistakenly been flung into the river by one of the prophets who was cutting down a tree. While none of these wood stories directly point to the cross upon which Jesus died, they indirectly reveal beautiful images of what Jesus' sacrifice on the cross does to save you. Our early church fathers often excelled at doing this. They would use a simple Bible story in a picturesque way to connect it to the whole story of salvation. So let's take a few moments and reflect again on the story of Noah and the flood. Why did God tell Noah to build an ark out of wood? God could have chosen another way to destroy the world and save Noah and his family. But he didn't. 
Instead, God chose a wooden boat to be the vessel to keep Noah, his family, and the animals safe. God used the wood boat as a means to rescue them and enable them to float above the water. What troubles flood your mind this Good Friday? Are you so overwhelmed with trouble from so many different things that you feel like you're drowning? Is it family fractures, relationship misunderstandings, frustrations at work, or perhaps having no work at all? Amid such troubled waters, the cross of Christ reminds us of God's promises to keep you afloat, to rescue you and carry you through all the trials of this life. Jesus was willingly flooded with the weight and guilt of the world's sin when He cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. Yet by this, He, the righteous and sinless Son of God, conquered sin, death, and hell. Our second verse of hymn 427 speaks to what we experience in this sinful, broken world. When the woes of life o'ertake me, hopes deceive and fears annoy, never shall the cross forsake me. Lo, it glows with peace and joy. Why did God tell Moses to throw a piece of wood in the bitter waters at Marah? To sweeten it so that the Israelites could drink it and live. Have you ever tasted bad water? Perhaps like strong iron well water or dirty water? You almost choke on it and can't get it down. Well, God could have told Moses to throw anything into that water, even a rock. But no, God told Moses to throw a piece of wood into the bitter waters to make them drinkable and sweet. Are there some bitter pills in your life that are difficult to swallow? Do feelings of bitterness linger in your heart or soul against someone? Are you justly upset because you were wronged or betrayed? Even amid your bitterness and restlessness, God comes to sweeten and gladden your waters of life. So like an unclenched fist, you may open your hand again to others. You may recall Joseph forgave his brothers who betrayed him and sold him into slavery. And Jesus bore all betrayal and bitterness from Judas, Peter, and his disciples who fled. Similarly, the cross of Christ can serve as a reminder that Jesus died for all, including those who have wronged us or betrayed us. This in turn then can sweeten our bitterness and soften our anger. Our Lord and Savior Jesus was betrayed and His naked body was nailed to a tree. And upon that, how did He react? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's recorded in Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Jesus asked His Father to forgive them, so that sin and the bitterness and anger it breeds might be done forever. The third verse 
of our hymn 427 shines the light of Jesus and connects with verse 2 quite well. When the sun of bliss is beaming, light and love upon my way, from the cross the radiant streaming adds more luster to the day. Finally, consider Elisha and how God floated a heavy iron axe head with a lighter piece of wood. Why didn't Elisha just speak over it or motion his hand like a Jedi mind trick? He could have parted the Jordan River with his cloak and simply just picked it up. Instead, by throwing in the piece of wood, he raised the weighted iron. That doesn't normally happen. When was the last time that you saw iron float? Right? It just doesn't happen. But the cross of Jesus uplifts you. Jesus lightens your load. He takes away all your guilt, personal shame, worries, troubles, and sin. And nails it to Himself. Cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved, as the psalmist wrote in Psalm chapter 55, verse 22. Although millions of things might be weighing you down right now, financial worries, marriage problems, children problems, sibling or friend problems, maybe cancer or chronic illness, God knows the problems you are dealing and struggling with. But He doesn't leave you alone with them. He cares about you and for you. Even though each day may bring new burdens to test you and weigh you down like a heavy iron axe head. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 beginning at verse 28. Come to Me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Your bloody Savior, Jesus Christ, invites you to cast every weight on Him, so that by His redemptive work on the cross, you are forgiven, lightened, lifted up, and sustained by His forgiving grace. The fourth verse of our hymn that we're looking at illustrates this quite nicely for us. Bane and blessing, pain and pleasure, by the cross are sanctified. Peace is there that knows no measure, joys that through all time abide. May the work of Christ on the cross always rescue, sweeten, and lighten your life. I would ask you to be mindful of His wooden cross, that it may always remind you of the incredible love of Jesus for you. He gives you eternal life now. You are His forever because He shed His blood for you. And that's why today is Good Friday. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.